don't just write down goals that you don't really care about. Write down goals that get you charged up. Be excited about what you're doing. You can't stop trying just because you hit a roadblock. Take a learning away from that and push through it. And, and you'll be so glad you did. You really will. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Welcome to another wonderful edition of your personal branded podcast and I'm excited today about this very special guest and who's had got a very challenging and inspiring uh, journey and success story to share with us. Today we'll look at the servitude goal setting and does it work? How does it work for people and how does it not work for others and what we can really do to really achieve or get our dreams because we have dreams, desires, we want better cars, better mansions, good, good spouse and all that. But how do we make all this possible? My special guest today is Kebby Ellie. Kebby, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast Show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. As a pleasure, I treasure. <laughs> I'll have to remember that. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. So, Kebby, I, I just want you to really tell us about who Kebby is. Let's get to know you. Well, I am sort of one of those women who uh, got married young. I was 20 years old and wow. had some children and um, got Divorced probably, I think it was about 12 years later, and I had four children that I, I raised from that point forward, and probably in about 2001, my oldest daughter was considering her college options, and I was in a, in a bit of a career flux at that time. I had been working for a, an entrepreneur and the work was kind of slowing down, and so I needed to make some changes. And she said, you know, Mom, you should go back to college. Why, why don't you go back to college? And I thought, you're nuts, you know. And first of all, as a single mom, I couldn't afford it. But what I learned through her process was that I was able to get financial aid, because I was a single mom, to go back to school. And I'm fortunate enough to live in a large college town, and I have several opportunities to, to go to college. So I started in middle of 2002. I went back to school. I really didn't know what I wanted to do and, and ultimately ended up studying sociology and psychology while I was there and really found my, found my niche, I think, in, in, in people. I love people. I love to help people and I love to learn about people. So I graduated in 2006 and sort of restarted my life or my career anyway at that point wow I think interesting pieces of things joined together you married at a very tender age in, the, in your 20s you married in your 20s and you you got divorced and you really want to restart your life so you're, you had to go back to school and that aspect is so challenging and inspiring because that most people as being especially a single mom at that age looking going back to school at the age of 40 plus no i don't think i want to do it. but you had to challenge yourself what gave you the edge to do that a lot of encouragement actually from my friends and family i actually started college two different times i started 
I tried to start in the late 90s, and I had some roadblocks with my children. My my youngest daughter was only five years old, and, and she was only going to school a half a day. And at that point, I didn't have the family support system to help me out. So if she got sick and couldn't go to school, neither could I. So I did about two quarters of school and realized it just wasn't going to work out. Went back, put my nose to the grindstone, and just worked really hard. Well, then in 2002, now she's older, and I'm in a much better position to go. And in addition to that, my um, I had several family members who had moved close to me, and I had a backup system. So not only were they supporting me with encouragement, but they were supporting me when I needed an extra pair of hands or I needed someone to drop somebody off or pick somebody up or, you know, that kind of thing. It was very important to have that support system. Right. So w- w- one thing that we can learn from this is you had a support system. Those were there to encourage you and to edge you on. Definitely. I had a very close personal friend who, when I was debating it the second time, um, he said, okay, let's go. Let's go down there. Let's get your student ID. Let's get this process started. And I mean, literally came, picked me up and drove me down to the university and said, here we go. Let's just do it. And I think I really needed that extra little nudge. You know, it's it's a confidence thing, you know, and when you've been through all of that, you, you definitely suffer a little bit of a confidence issue. And so, you know, somebody just taking me by the hand and saying, come on, we're going to do this today. That was that kind of threw me over the top. It's like, well, I can't disappoint him now. You know, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. So when you try to challenge yourself and to people, say that you okay, I can't disappoint this person, so I must challenge myself because he's looking up to me. I must complete this. I must do that. So that one will edge you on that. I must finish this. Now, in your first uh, lecture, I don't know whether you had it in an uh, online class or in physical building. Did you feel inadequate in a way that okay, these are not my middle age groups. How do I compete against them, or how do I challenge myself to still do this? You know, it is challenging because I was, let's see, in 2002, I was in my, gosh, I can't even do the math, late 30s. (laughs) And, you know, you're going back to college with people who are 18, 19, 20 years old. And a lot of them, frankly, just ignore you and and don't give you any time. You're you're their mom. You're, you know, Mm. that kind of thing. They're not really interested in interacting (laughs) with you, but... Um, I did interact with some of the students. The first couple classes I took were night classes. And, um, and in fact, the first class I took was a math class, and it was incredibly challenging to me because I had been out of math for 20 years, and most of the kids in the class were coming from the last math class. And so when the instructor said, who remembers the Pythagorean theorem, you know, everybody but me raised their hand, and I'm kind of sitting there thinking, wow, wow, that sounds familiar, (laughs) but I'm going to have to look it up when I get home, you know. So it it definitely presents its challenges, and and I did meet some nice people there, not very many people my age. There were people there my age, but most of the people who were there my age were like me. They were doing other things in life and didn't hang around campus like the young people did. So, you know, you came, you went to class, you went home because you had something else you needed to do. You needed to go to work or you had kids to pick up or something like that. <laughs> wow, this is this is inspiring. Now, let's go back to uh, the subjects of, of today, the goal setting and achieving your set dreams like you did. You you actually did what you wanted to do back eight years ago and you're still doing this inspiring training, coaching people, writing more books, even at this age of your at uh, this time of your life. So this is just brilliant and inspiring. Now, let's look at goal setting. Yes. What is goal setting and why doesn't it work for people? 
Goal setting doesn't work for most people because most people don't really understand what goal setting is. You know, everybody stands there on New Year's Day and says, I want to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to buy a new house this year. I'm going to, you know, earn more money or whatever it is. You stand there and make all those New Year's resolutions. And what happens a month later is that you're doing your life the same way you were doing it on on December 31st. Nothing has changed. Mm. And that's because you just stood there and said it. You just stood there and said, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. You didn't make a plan. You didn't write it down. You didn't think it through. How am I going to lose 30 pounds? Who's going to help me lose 30 pounds? You know, that kind of a thing. So goal setting is often not achieved because people don't really understand what it means. Mm. And, and I didn't either for a long time. I mean, I did not have clear cut goals the way I tell people to make goals when I went to college in the, in, in that sense college kind of forces you to make goals because they present you with a, a plan. Mm. You know, you're going to follow this course path. And so college kind of writes your goals for you. And and I didn't even realize that until it was all said and done. But, you know, you're going, okay, well, I can't take this class until I take that class. And that's that's working through goals. So so college kind of fools you into some goal setting. But as, as I've gotten older and I've realized, you know, I want all these things. I want to be able to do all these things, but mm. I'm not getting there. Why not? And I started reading more about goal setting and really figured out that, well, I'm just like everybody else. I'm not writing it down. I'm not making a plan. I'm just saying it and saying it. I mean, how many things do you say in a day that you don't remember five minutes later? Mm. Mm. And that's, that's why. That's why people don't often succeed. I mean, that's the main reason. So most people have fuzzy dreams. They don't have it written down. It's just vague for them. So, so that's one yes. challenge that people can achieve their goals or dreams is, is not in, in writing and it's not clear. That, that is, that's very, that's very much one of the key ways that people don't understand goal setting. So, and another way that people don't understand and it, and it actually comes before you write down your goals is, understanding who you are inside and in the first chapter of my goal setting book I talk about identifying what your values are and what's important to you and and this is a critical in setting your goals because if you set goals that run against your value system you will never achieve them and as an example for me my family is extremely important to me extremely important to me I have four children, I have five grandchildren and one on the way, and they are everything. And my life would be different if they weren't important to me. I would probably be sitting in some corporate office somewhere 12 or 13 hours a day, ignoring them. But instead, I've made choices to work from home and to be available to them when they need babysitters or when they need help or whatever. And, and so that has impacted what my goals are. My goals are not to make, you know, $12 million in the next five years. My goals are to be successful mm. and certainly to increase my income, but they are also to continue to have a strong family bond. And you have to make that all work together. Well, so the first key thing uh, from, from your book is one need to identify your values. What is, what is important to you? And to you, uh, is your family is one most important value to, to you. What are other values that one can look at in general 
Uh, you know, it depends. Everybody's values are different. People value God, and that sometimes impacts how they set their goals. People value uh, a work-life balance. So mm. people value keeping their home life and their work-life balanced. In other words, you know, I'm only going to work eight hours, and I'm going to come home and spend time with my family. Some people do value money. Some people, that's what's important to them, and that's not wrong. It's just them. And some people value, you know, I, I don't know, all kinds of different things. Some people value living a healthy lifestyle. And so in order to have the right goals, you have to make sure that you are honoring that value, that you want your life to be healthy. So it, it's all over the place. There's no clear-cut set of values to pick from, and that's probably what makes determining what yours are hard is that there's no list, there's no checkbox that you can say, oh, yeah, that and that and that. You really have to do a little soul searching and thinking about who you are and what you want your life to be like. Mm, okay, so the first, we need, we, one need to decide what is our values are to begin with, then we can move. So what will be the next after identifying your values? I, I have what I call the five, five values, so maybe your, your faith, your family, your friends, and your finances. Maybe these are my four principal keys of my values. My faith counts first, uh, my family, my finances, and my friends, the last thing. So this might be my, my four core values. So after identifying yes. this to pursue my goals, my set goals, what will be the next thing to do? The next thing to do is just to take a blank sheet of paper and sit down in a quiet room where, you know, no one's going to interrupt you and just imagine, I always, in, in my book, what I say, and I always tell people this in my workshops too, just imagine that I'm waving a magic wand over you right now and I'm telling you that you can have or achieve any single thing you want in the next, you pick the number, five years, one year, two years, whatever that number is. You can have anything you want now. On a piece of paper, write down all of those things that you want, every single thing, without limitation. Just start writing. Don't worry about the order. Don't worry about writing it all neatly. Just write. And just take some time and really think it through, And but don't think about it too much. Just write. Just write, write, write. Brainstorm. Just put it all down on paper. It doesn't matter how ridiculous it sounds to you or how far out it sounds to you. Right now, it's all about just getting all of those dreams on paper. Later, you're going to look at them and figure out which ones you really want to go after and, and how to realistically tackle them or pare them down into something that you can get. But the, the next step is really just to lay it on the table and say, mm -hmm. what are all my dreams? What are they? And write them all down. Uh, so write write your dreams down, every one inch, write in every little detail, every aspect you Yep. Every single thing. Just, you know, if, if, if your dreams are to see, you know, 10 countries in the next five years, write that down and be, be as specific as you can. You're right. I mean, you need to put some, don't worry too much about the details, but as much detail as is in your head, get it down on paper. Uh, great. And before we proceed, I just posted this on social media and asked a couple of friends that I'm interviewing you and you, you, your story is inspiring and encouraging. And uh, any questions you have, I have this question from Joseph Tamaklo. He is asking, uh, how do you know that at this stage of your life in pursuing a dream that you had is what is really what you believe is God has called you to do? Wow. Well, that's that's a challenging question. 
I I think that you have to first of all, if you believe in God, you understand that he is always guiding you and he's always got a got you know, a little voice that's kind of uh speaking to you and telling you where you need to be. And so if you're listening to that voice mm. and, you, and you're following what he's guiding you to do, then there shouldn't be any conflict. I I often get these little snippets of inspiration or things that help me bust through a roadblock. And I know that's what it is. It's mm. just, you know, the voice of God saying, okay, here's what's next. You know, you need to do this step. You've been stuck and now here I'm going to tell you how to, to proceed with this. Or, you know, maybe changing your path a little bit. No, you're not quite. This isn't exactly what I think you need to be doing. Why don't you try it this way? And I do think we're guided in that way. Wow. wow. I like that. There's always a, a, a still small voice speaking to us that God still speaks to us in any way if, if only we pay attention to the things around us and how we can individually hear God's voice. He still speaks to us. I think you really have to be aware of where it's coming from. And, and I always kind of stop and go, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause I was generally, you know, I'm stuck on something or whatever I was doing wasn't quite right. And it's like, okay, thanks for that piece of guidance, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's another question from Prosper Afuti. He says that, uh, did you feel you were past the time to achieve your dreams? And how did you win back your confidence to pursue it? I, you know, that was a debate within myself early on. And when my daughter said, you know, you should go back to school. I mean, you sit there and you think, oh, good grief. I'm, I'm 39 years old. You know, what, what can I possibly achieve in life? But then I thought, two, what am I doing now? Where am I going right now? I don't like where I'm going right now. So the only path is to make a course correction and educate myself and figure out where it is I do want to go. And I'm, I have no regrets, no regrets about that time. It took me four and a half years of going to school full time to, to graduate. And I don't regret one minute of it. I learned so much about myself and so much about other people as my course studies. I just would never turn back and, and give that education back. It, it's, it's invaluable to me. And I, I had that thought process for about five minutes, and then I thought, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm still young, and I can still do this. Wow, I'm still young, and I can still do this. I think I like that affirmation, that that statement, that when we think that way and begin to act, that you can still do that. Well, I'm 51. I'm still young. I can still do this, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's proceed now. Looking at our value system, our writing down goals, and how do we begin to make them possible? make realize our dreams right so the next thing that you want to do is you really want to kind of begin to categorize those goals uh into you can categorize them several ways one way to categorize them is long term and short term long term being more than in my head long term being more than a year and short term being something you can accomplish in less than a year and then the other thing you want to do is kind of put them into buckets of uh, of what part of your life they relate to. Do they relate to your work life? Do they relate to your family? Much like your values. Do they relate mm. to work? Do they relate to family? Do they relate to your finances? Do they relate to, you know, your, your, 
I don't know how to say it really, but your travel or your your experiences that you want to have in life. And and then the next thing that you want to do after you've kind of repositioned everything is you want to look at them all and say which one of these if I if I accomplished this goal which one of these would be the one that would help me get to all the others. Usually it's a financial goal if you really think about it, you know, mm. if you have more money you can do whatever you want. But for me that wasn't necessarily the case because for me the goal was to to get that education and it had nothing to do with money. In fact, it's been a financial pitfall, but you know, someday I'll get out of it. But you know, you have to really look and see what's the next thing I need to do to get all of these other things. And and that's the goal you want to work on first. And it could be a long-term goal. And but that's okay because you're going to break it down into smaller pieces anyway or else it becomes too overwhelming. So you, you break them into long-term goals and short-term goals, and which one major one would, when you achieve, will help you do the other things? Yes. Okay, great. Now, yes. as we proceed, there's another question from Eugene Ayim. He says that, what has been your greatest fear, and how did you overcome it? Well, my greatest fear is the same as probably most people, and that's fearing that you'll fail. Mm. And I think the easiest way to overcome this, and and I've done many workshops, and this falls into every workshop I do, regardless of the category, and it's in my goal-setting book as well. You cannot look at failure as a bad thing. Failure is not a bad thing. Failure is a learning opportunity. So... You know, when you when you start to try to accomplish something and you hit a roadblock, rather than say, well, that's it, it's over, I'm not going to be able to do this, I failed, you have to stop and say, wait a minute, what happened? Why did I just hit this bump? How can I get past it? And, and how can I avoid hitting it again? Or what's the next bump that I might hit? How can I maybe head it off before I get there? So, you, so failure is probably the biggest thing that everyone fears. And because with failure comes ridicule. It comes, you know, if you're young enough, you might think people will tease you. Failure is, failure is an ugly, ugly thing. And so you have to revisit what failure is and how you use it to your advantage. Mm. So it's depending on how one look at what fear as or as a challenge or something to edge one on, then you yes. can know what to do with that. Exactly. You have to be able to look at failures. First of all, you can't call them failures because failure is just a negative word. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at them as learning opportunities. And once you change that, you know, terminology up right away, you're it's a different thing that you're tackling. Now you're not tackling a failure, you're tackling a learning opportunity. Mm. So you see failures as a learning opportunity, a learning curve to uh, live in your dreams. Now, now of course, we're looking at your, your guide to goal setting, the personal growth workshop. That's what we're looking at, your guide to your goal setting. And, uh, and you, know, you mentioned one, you need to have you know your values, then you have them in your writings, then you break them into long-term goals or short-term goals, and which one you need to start or the major one to help you and realize the other things. What are the other steps that one needs to follow through to guide us to achieve our goals in 2015? Well, in, to achieve goals in 2015, you need to take those steps that we took, and then you need to, the final steps in goal setting are the most critical ones. While the first steps are important, 
where people, a lot of people can do those first steps without a problem. Where people fall down the most often is in their follow through. So if you want to set a goal that you plan to achieve in 2015, then, you know, the first thing you need to do is to break down that goal into pieces that you can tackle over shorter periods of time. And you need to also make your goal very clear and specific. And just to be quick about that, because it's an important thing, your goal needs to be very detailed. Every goal needs to have a deadline. Every goal needs to be measurable. So I always use a weight loss example because it's something most people can relate to. So instead of just saying uh, on January 1st, I'm going to lose 30 pounds, what you want to say is, I'm going to lose 30 pounds by June 30th or December 30th, whatever your date is. Now you have a measure, 30 pounds, and you have a date, June 30th, and you have something that you can track, mm-hmm. and, and that's where you're going to have your success. And so the next phase of the process is that you have to actually build in a schedule, and I tell people, get out your calendar Put this in your phone or your, you know, your whatever it is that you use to, to assign yourself tasks and set up a regular a periodical check-in point where for weight loss, it's probably once a week. You're going to get on the scale once a week and you're going to see how you did. And if you lost weight, fabulous. But if you didn't lose weight, then you need to look at that past week and see what happened that you didn't lose weight. And so that's an important piece. One One other thing you want to do when you're writing out your goal is that you want to identify those obstacles that I talked about a little while ago. So for weight loss, the obstacles are easy. You know, maybe a holiday or a birthday comes along and it's just, I mean, we've got one in the United States coming up, Thanksgiving. It's a feeding frenzy. And so you have to plan for that. So if you think about it ahead of time, you're on a weight loss goal and you think about it ahead of time and you look at what's coming up, then you can see, okay, well, I have this holiday coming up and I know I'm going to eat like crazy. So how do you deal with that? Do you just give away that week? You're not going to lose weight or do you prepare food that you want to eat? You know, that kind of thing. So you have to make yourself accountable by putting this on your calendar and saying, At this time, every week or every month or whatever it is, no less than every month, at this point, every so often, I am going to sit down and I'm going to review my goals and I'm going to see where I am, where I've succeeded and where I need to make adjustments. And then you you go forward that way. So, So it's all about developing a system and staying with it. And that's, you asked me at the very beginning, you know, how do people fall down? If they don't fall down in the writing process, if they get past that, the next place they fall down is that they write it all down and they walk away from it and they never look at it again. Mm. So you have to take those other steps that, you know, evaluate your progress on a periodic basis and stay with it and be be disciplined enough to stay with it. Um, I think the last bit that's most challenging for most people, the discipline aspect. Most of the time I tell people we have wishes and desires, but people find it difficult to discipline themselves to enable them to achieve their set goals and dreams. Yes, it is very hard, and and I'm not perfect at it either. I won't sit here on, <laughs> on this you know, show with you and tell you that I am exactly perfect. But what I have found 
is that I have to look at it. And I did this this morning. I did it yesterday morning. I have to, I have a spreadsheet that my, my goals are on as they relate to my next book. And so I have deadlines that I've set in this spreadsheet. And I spent about a half an hour this morning looking over that spreadsheet and determining, okay, what has to happen today? what things need to get done today in order for me to advance toward my goal of having, you know, a chapter written by next Friday or whatever the goal was. And, and I want to just look at it each and every day and say, okay, today I need to do this. And that doesn't mean my whole day is consumed with it because you don't want to do that either. But it means that I've put it in my head that I have a goal that I'm trying to achieve and I know what things need to be done to get there. So it's not easy. Tomorrow may be a different day. I may wake up tomorrow and one of my kids will call and say, hey, I need your help. And boom, it's all out the door. So, and that's okay. All I have to do is get up Thursday morning and, and look at it all again. See where I maybe missed out on Wednesday and keep going. You can't let those setbacks discourage you. And a lot of people do. The very first time they eat a donut on a diet, they say, well, that's it, diet's over. Well, no, it's not. You just, <laughs> you just screwed it up for that day, you know. Now, today's a new day, and keep going, you know. And, and that's the thing you have to just keep, it's all in your head. You have to keep telling yourself, okay, that's okay. That happened, and it wasn't what I wanted to happen, but today's a new day, and this is going to be better. Yeah, today's a new day, and I believe, too, that we can all begin to, Again, to make right choices wherever we find ourselves to be. There's a question from Alves Nia. Alves says that what kept you going despite your age? And at what point or at any point do you ever thought you, you were able to achieve your dreams or go through to see that? You mean, does, I assume he means what kept me going in school or what keeps me going now. Um, what, what kept me going in school was partly I hate to leave things undone. Mm. And so there came a point where I just had to finish. I just, I'm that kind of person that I don't like things unfinished. Now, having said that, I've got plenty of things here that aren't finished, but that doesn't mean I'm not working toward getting them done. The, and the other thing was, I felt like because I had children, I was an example to them on working hard to get through. And they, I have three daughters and one son, and I felt like it was important that my daughters saw that I stayed with it. I didn't give up, even though there were many times things got really, really hard. And sometimes things got very financially hard, and I was fortunate enough to have people to help. But things got hard. But the message I kept wanting to send to my kids was, don't give up. You hmm. can't give up. You have to keep pushing through what's hard. Even though people are maybe criticizing you for it, you have to keep pushing through when it's hard and you have to finish. And even today, I think that's the biggest driving force is that I still feel like I'm an example to my kids. They're, they're between 22 and 31 now, so they're older, but they're still finding their way as well. And so I feel like you know, you never stop being an example for people, and I take that very seriously. And so that's my driving force is to be a good example for, for other people. 
out. And and certainly you are you've been a good example because right from the word go, your your story just challenged me because going back to college, a single mom with kids able to challenge yourself to go through that and still keep keep at it despite the challenges and uh, defying all odds wherever you find yourself to be. That's a challenge and that's a good example. And most importantly to having is written down in books for the next generation to run with that. I mean that is a great legacy you have for the world there. Thank you. I I I'm I'm just trying to be better for for me and my family and and I guess you know my feeling is if other people can benefit from that as well then that really thrills me. I love I love helping people. Oh, that's that's good to know. Hey, so uh, while we go on the goal set, I think you, you, how do you have fun along the way? You know, there are some serious goals and all that, uh, but how do you blend all that to balance your life yourself? How do I balance my life? Yeah. I'm not sure I do a really good job of it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find it challenging right now because my grandchildren are very young. My oldest grandchild will be four on Christmas, and my youngest grandchild, it will be two in February. So they're all very close in age. And yesterday is probably a good example. I had a goal yesterday of doing several things toward my next book. And at, I think it was about 10 o'clock, and you have to understand that I live in Ohio, and we got a lot of snow yesterday, a lot of snow compared to what we would normally get. Mm -hmm. And so everything was kind of shut down and, and people kind of stopped life for a while. And my grandson, uh, FaceTimed me and he said, grandma, I don't have any boots. I can't go out in the snow. And he was really, really discouraged. And so I happened to have a store within walking distance of my house and I could have driven there, but I needed the exercise. So I walked to the store and I, I got some boots for him and his sister. And I came back and I sent them a text message and I said, okay, after your nap, I'll bring you your boots. And I left my, left my work for two hours when he FaceTimed me later to tell me I, he was awake from his nap. I, I left work for two hours and, and went and played in the snow and, and had a good time. And, you know, so that isn't what I'd hoped to accomplish yesterday, much like I said earlier, but the time with him I mean, he'll remember that. He's almost four years old. He'll remember that I came and played in the snow with him. And to me, that's so much more important than what I had planned to do. And so to me, the balance, I guess, is whatever you want it to be. I guess in one sense I say it's not I don't have balance, but I do because they're always number one to me. And and so to, to walk away and spend that time, it did not fit into my day. It did not fit into the goals I had set for yesterday. But then again, it's my value system, and so that's the balance, is you give up a little bit in order to, to meet yourself, to meet your values. Mm-hmm. That's is, that is impo- very important. That calls to mind one of the most popular questions or that comes in mind is, is a person getting a job and the, the pay is very good. You've got a good salary at the end of the month. But looking at going to sacrifice your family for the job. So if your value have uh, family as a prime, it means you're going to choose your family over the job. But if your value less has money on the top list, it means you're going to choose the job over your family. 
Exactly. That's exactly it. And, and so, you know, in order to know how to balance, it goes back to your value system, like you just said. You, and that's why it's so important to start with what your values are. And, and, you know, I'll tell your listeners, if they're not really sure, if you, if you really get stumped on what are your values and you really just can't figure out what your values are, think about how you react in a crisis situation. Think of a situation in your past that was a real, Oh my gosh, I have to react to this right now and I have to do the right thing without thinking. And what did you do? What did you choose? Mm. You know, for me, when I look at those types of situations, I've always chosen my family. And so I think that that's a good way for you to start to figure out what your values are is how do you react in a crisis? What, what do you set down and what do you run to? Great, uh, great, great. That's, this is great. Your guide to goal setting. And we know we're going to make 2015 and beyond a great year. Now, before we, as we begin to run up, I'll, I'll ask, what will be your best three tips for anyone there who wants to restart, re-energize, uh, reposition themselves for 2015 and beyond to pursue his or her set goals? I would say that the first thing is to get excited about what your goals are. Don't just write down goals that you don't really care about. Write down goals that get you charged up. Be excited about what you're doing. A second one is to have a mantra, or you call it an affirmation. Either way, say to yourself, I can do this. I am whatever it is. I am an author. I am a successful soccer player. Whatever it is, you need to develop a mantra that tell, that you repeat in your head over and over again. And the third one, of course, is don't ever give up. You can't stop trying just because you hit a roadblock. Take a learning away from that and push through it. And, and you'll be so glad you did. You really will. Because uh, you, you, ha- you, you personally have pushed through it to yourself to get that spy and still pushing through. Uh, so what, what is the next book? Is it the first, is it your first book? It is my first book. It is not my first attempt at writing a book. Like many other authors, I've probably started 50 different books, but this is the first book that I have finished. Um, my next book is actually, it doesn't sound like it's the same type of book, but it is. It's called Paralyzed by Innovation, and it, it focuses on why business leaders cannot embrace innovation. But it sounds far away from the goal-setting book, but it's really not because the reasons for not embracing innovation all relate to a lot of the things that are going on in your head, a lot of the things that you're telling yourself. It relates to fear. It relates to feeling that you're not worthy to complete something. It relates to feeling isolated in a situation. And so it's it's not so much a business book as it is another book on how to push through and how to self-correct some of the things that are going on in your head. Yeah, I think I, I like I like that because uh, sometimes innovation paralyzes people. They look at a thing that happens, so no, I don't think I can catch up with this technology or digital tools to help my business. So what do I do? I give up altogether. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and a lot of business leaders, most business leaders understand the importance of innovation, but most business leaders also don't feel that they can lead a team through innovation, and that that. When I read that in an article and read that statistic, it really started to make me wonder why. And as I started to really dig into the why, then it became clear that it's a lot of the self-talk that we have. And mm. so 
that book is it's a little bit about innovation, but it's more about, again, how do you put a system in place to succeed. Awesome. Great. So where can one get access to your book and all the resources, the trainings that you have to offer? The book is available on Amazon for just $3.99. I tell people, I don't know how it is where you live, but here that's less than a price of a cup of coffee. So um, $3.99 on Amazon, and if you just Google, or I mean, sorry, if you just put into the Amazon search box your guide to goal setting, it'll be the first one that shows up. It does have a companion workbook with it. I do make the small ask of an email address in exchange for the workbook, but I always promise people I don't have time to email you every day. I don't even have time to email you every week. So <laughs> it's it's really just a way for me to connect with people and and let them know when I have a next piece coming. The next piece that's coming for my goal setting is a journal for people. So that'll be the next piece for goal setting is a goal setting journal that people can use. Okay, so people can... Uh Search for your guide to goal setting on Amazon search yes. and get a copy for three nine nine dollars and buy one for someone yes. else, especially as the new year's approaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um yeah, and the and the all of the exercises that are in the in the book are printable and free on my on the website, which is also your guide to goal setting dot com. So the, there's information about the book there and also those worksheets. If you just give me the little thing of your email address. Uh, the worksheets are downloadable as well. All right. Thank you very much, Kebby Ellie, with your rhyming name and inspiring story, Jenny, on our <laughs> Guide to Goal Setting. So if you want to catch up with Kebby Ellie, just go to your guide to goal setting dot com and also get a book available online. Your, so, your social, your own social, any social bookmarking site that we can connect to as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my Twitter handle is at Innovate Coach, and it's I-N-O-V-8, the letter 8, C-O-A-C-H. So it's I-N-O-V and then the letter 8, Coach. And that's my Twitter handle. I'm on Facebook, and I have a LinkedIn profile and all of those good things. I have Google+, so I have all of those things, and yes, people can find me. Okay, I think I'll link all this up in the show notes as well for them to contact you. Really, really inspiring journey and also bypass set and achieve our goals for 2015 and beyond. And any age, any time you find ourselves, we can still pursue this. It's been a great time. Kebby Ellie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I really appreciate being able to talk with you about it. Great. Now, one of the best resources I can offer you today is my latest book on personal branding. Uh, head over to Amazon now and get a book, Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. The book is Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. Search for Bernard Kelvin Clive and get a book today. Get one for someone. The best is yours.